My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. Hello everyone and welcome to In My Mug, a slightly different location this week than normal on location. That's Lake Owasa, uh, which is near to the town of Owasa, which is just right in there. Um, and I am stopping in somewhere that's been on my bucket list forever. It is uh, owned by the marathon runner, uh, Hayley Selassie. And I heard about this place years and years ago. Um, and turned up here just a couple of days ago, completely didn't know somebody else had arranged it and uh, got to stop in this hotel that has that view from my balcony. It's amazing. Um, but we're not here to talk about my bits where I am and, and stuff, well we are a little bit, um, in Ethiopia. On a, uh, a trip to come and visit Israel, uh, who um, we've talked about on here before, um, expect some more photos of him and things coming up in the future. It's been an absolute pleasure spending time with him. Um, we've got just today and then we're back to um, uh, Addis Ababa tomorrow and then I fly home tomorrow night. Uh, so it's been a recent stop trip, four days in Ethiopia, but lots and lots of fun. Let's talk about uh, the coffee that we have this week, which is from Ethiopia, funnily enough. I don't know how that happened. I may have kind of, yeah, rushed to get some coffee that we bought to us so we can have it for the moment while I was here. But it comes from the uh, Wadego region, um, which is in the Gidoa zone. Um, and um, it comes from a cooperative that is based there. Um, that I don't know a great deal about, so it's going to be a very, very short in my mug, even after such a long, long introduction. Um, but before we go any further, why don't we go and look at the map bit so we can get an idea exactly where it is in regards to Lake Owasso behind us. So let's uh, let's go find out. For old time's sake, as we're coming towards the end of the map bits, it's the map bit. Some expense spent, um, yeah. Okay, we'll move on to the map bit. We're down to Africa. Um, I love going to Africa on the map bit because we seem to go across the ocean so often. It's lovely to go down. And we're going down to Ethiopia. So uh, here we can see uh, Addis Ababa. And Ethiopia is the only country that uses a 13-month calendar, which is currently about seven years behind. It's actually 2009 in Ethiopia at the moment. Uh makes me a lot younger. I like that. Um, but let's go down to Yurgachev. Yurgachev is the region. This is the town of Yurgachev. Um, I've just spent the past few days going through here every day um, and waving to the folks. Um, where that pin is, there's actually a sign that says, Welcome to Yurgachev, which uh, for me was a little bit of a um, something I had to do. Um, and Winago, I actually went through here uh, and I was looking for places to take photos and all I got was a picture of Winago. But there's a Yurgachev photo! So that's the, the sign exactly where that dot is. I love that photo. Um, here we've got just a, a generic washing station uh, picture because... Uh, this is actually, uh, this one is from Winago, and this is them sorting um, and doing all of the uh, hand sorting. And again, here is one from Winago that we got. Uh, quite often while they're doing this, the ladies will often sing as well. And it's just, it's magical when you hear it, like the sunlight changing and them singing. 
Um, but yeah, Winargo, I got a photo of the bank and I got a photo of a sign that says Wanargo instead of Winargo. So isn't that good? Um, but yeah, highest point in Ethiopia, 4,550 metres. It's fairly high all over. They have a heap of altitude. Uh, one of the washing stations I was on was 2,300 metres, which I've never seen coffee grown that high. And that is the map bit. So as you can see, it's super close to where we are, although I'm not going to probably get a chance to go there because it's a, a cooperative and um, not somebody who Israel would know or be able to introduce us to even. And that's the way that the system works here in Ethiopia, that a lot of it is by small uh, individual factories um, who are selling either as part of a cooperative or in very rare occasions selling as uh, individuals. And um, this is a, a, a cooperative that have come together um, to work. So this will have up to 2,000, 2,500 members delivering um, coffee. And the altitude is off the scale crazy. Like, uh, but that's Ethiopia as well. Um, the lowest you'll find is 1,500 metres. Uh, yesterday we saw coffee going at the ground at 2,300 metres, which is just obscenely large, a very, very high altitude. I've never seen coffee growing that high before. Um, it is very impressive. Um, the varietals, the varietals from this coffee are what we call Elu. Elu. So we know that coffee is indigenous to Ethiopia. It was found here. Um, and over many, many years, the coffee has just gone up and up and changed and evolved and turned into something different. Um, so it's what we call heirloom and that just means that, you know, it started as something, turned into something else with no idea what, what the varietal is. Um, it's a fully washed coffee, um, so fully washed is where the cherry is removed, the seed is taken away um, and then it's left, in Ethiopia it's left to soak in water, from anything from 20 hours to 60 hours depending on the weather conditions. Um, and then it's dried on beds, uh, raised beds off the floor, and again that can take anything from you know, 7 to 14 days depending on weather conditions um, as well. Well, we're going to look at this week's fact file, and uh, then uh, we'll be back with Roland's dad fact, and then if I can somehow, I have the coffee with me. But I don't know how I'm going to brew it because I have no kettle. So maybe downstairs, uh, just outside the breakfast room, trying to record the tasting bit. But uh, yeah, you've got fact file, you've got Roland's that fact, then you've got me hopefully drinking coffee. If not, I'm probably going to be drinking it in Addis or somewhere like that. But we'll see what happens. We'll get there somehow. So the fact file comes with its normal disclaimer, figures may change because we got them wrong, um, but this, uh, this week we're focusing on Ethiopia, the wonderful country of Ethiopia. Hmm. 3,200 hectares devoted to coffee, absolutely a huge part because the yields are so, so low on some of the farms, uh, they need that land. The fifth biggest coffee producer. Uh, biggest African producer, uh, total coffee production, 300,000 to 350,000 metric tonnes, which is one heck of a lot of coffee. Common varietals, you know, we're going to say Arabica because um, they're heirloom varietals and we don't really know what they are. Um, coffee's grown 1,300 to 2,300 metres above sea level and um, 
yeah, we have seven farms that we work with in Ethiopia. Um, but this being a new farm, but a, a producer that we already know. So the mill is called Winago. Um, it is washed. Uh, it's heirloom varietals. It's dried on raised African beds as an altitude of 750 to 1850 meters above sea level and lots and lots of rain. And that was the fact file. Seventy percent of the mountains in Africa are in Ethiopia. It's a very mountainous country, you know. So I found somewhere I could record this. I've also found some way of brewing it. I brought an Aeropress uh, with me with a hand grinder, and I've just sat in the breakfast room looking like an idiot. But then that's what coffee people do when they're travelling: is uh, look like idiots. So let's dive into the coffee. Wasn't Roland's fact interesting as well? Also, there's apparently there's a, a lake that feeds into uh, the White Nile and Black, but it got complicated, so I didn't understand it. But yeah, a beautiful country, huge population. Um, yeah, just a stunning the amount of young people as well. Like says the old man. All right, let's go in. So obviously no espresso or cappuccino this week, but actually I'm quite happy for that because. I think yoga chefs very much uh, a set for brewed coffee. Um, you get lots of acidity, and I mean that's the primary flavour in this coffee for me is the acidity. It's got a really lovely lemon, uh, and it's like it's real fresh lemon. It, sometimes you end up like with like a lemon juice or a lemonade. This is real lemon. Um, added to that, you get a, a beautiful sweetness, and it's a very simple sweetness. It's like a white sugar sweetness um, that, again, I think is really nice. I'm really enjoying. And then the finish is not what I expected. So this is an atypical yoga chair, right up until the finish. And you get almost like a black pepper um, spiciness on the, on, on the finish, which makes it super interesting and really complex and not something I was expecting whatsoever. Um, yeah, it is an, an amazing coffee. And I don't know whether it's just because I'm here, because coffee always tastes better at Origin, like it always does. We've had some amazing coffees done with the old Ethiopian um, ceremony. Um, we were at um, a friend of ours house yesterday, and um, the, like we were guests and they did it for us, and it was just phenomenal. Yet the way they roasted the coffee in a pan, and like it was burnt within an inch of its life, yet still tasted delicious. Um, hopefully this isn't burned to within an inch of its life. I hope you're enjoying it at home. Thank you for joining me. Sorry for it being a little bit of a disjointed one, but then you know what it's like when I'm on the travels. Enjoy them while they last, because we've really only got one more in this format until we go to 450. Thank you very much for listening, watching, being here. Um, and do remember, life is too short for bad coffee. I've got a tough life, haven't I? I don't know how I cope. Thank <laughs> you.